Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Tez My Best Teacher podcast with myself as guest host, Bronya Hallahan. Today's guest is Ben Ainsley, best known for his impressive career as an Olympic sailor. Ben has won five consecutive Olympic medals from the 1996 onwards, including gold at the four games held between 2000 and 2012. He has also founded the 1851 Trust, a charity supported by Her Royal Highness the Duchess of Cambridge that seeks to engage young people with science through the cutting-edge technology of high-performance sport. He spoke to us about his school days in Cornwall, including how his PE teacher Mr Pearce encouraged him to make the most of his sporting talents, his fear of his physics teacher Dr Ganey forced him to invent an ingenious way to disguise his off-task behaviour, and recalls a time he put his entrepreneurial skills to work with his money-making scheme he ran at lunchtime. All that and lots more on the My Best Teacher podcast from Tez. Thank you for joining me. We're going to talk all about your, your school experience. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the school that you went to. I went to uh, two schools in, in Cornwall where I grew up. One was Trillis, which is a prep school for Truro School, which is the, the main school and sort of the main school for the county, I, I suppose, with Truro, Truro being the uh, the capital city in Cornwall. And yeah, um, I mean, very fond memories. I actually grew up before that uh, in Cheshire, uh, just south of Manchester. And I was about eight years old. My family relocated to Cornwall. And so it's quite a big shift, as you can imagine, at that age to um, go from, um, you know, growing, growing up in, in the north of England and then uh, get, moving down to the sunnier climes, warmer climes of, of Cornwall and making new friends and and all the rest of it. So it's a big shift, but I was I was very fortunate to uh, go to Trellis School initially. And uh, that's where, you know, a lot of those uh, you know, early learnings and developments came from. How about secondary school? Which secondary school did you go to? So I was at Truro School, yeah. And then I actually got more heavily into sailing my sport and my family moved uh, eventually back to around the Southampton area. And so I, uh, I ended up going to a college called Peter Simmons College, um, which is where I, I, I finished off my, my A-levels and so on. And of course, am I right in saying you didn't quite finish all of your A-levels because something a bit more important came up before you got a chance to? Uh, well, I, I did get there in the end, but no, you're right. I, I ended up qualifying for the Olympics in my final year of A-levels. So I had to pull a, well, I was very happy with at the time, deal with, <laughs> with my my mum to uh to promise her that I'd go back and finish off my A-levels after the Olympics and I did I did go back to college but then I was already training for the what was then the 2000 Olympics and I found that my training schedule really didn't fit with a college schedule mm. but I was really fortunate I managed to sign a sponsor for the 2000 Olympics and so uh what I, what I did I used a bit of that sponsorship money to 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 be able to fund myself to go to a tutorial college to to finish off my A-levels and sign off that deal with my mum. So I was, I was pleased that I did that. You've got to keep your promises to your mum. There's no... Right. Yeah, yeah. Hell have no fury like a mother scorned, that's for sure. <laughs> so what, what were your A-level choices? What did you choose to do? Uh, I ended up doing business studies and environmental science uh, as, my, as my A-levels. I only did two in the end, just with the mm. time constraints that, that I had. But I really enjoyed that. I, I was always been interested in business. My dad uh, had ran a business himself, so I guess there was some tie in there. And then just the environmental side of it, of course, being out in the water a lot, being out and about, I found that quite interesting as well. So that's just naturally what I was drawn to. 
And thinking back through your A-levels, secondary school, primary school, is there a particular teacher who stands out to you that, that's stayed in your memory? Yes, there, there is one. Uh, it's a, a chap called Mr. Pierce, David Pierce, who was our science teacher at Trelisk, my first school, really, and also the, the sports teacher. And so not only was he a great science teacher, but probably more importantly for me, he was, I guess, my inspiration of getting into sports. And I wouldn't say I'm a naturally gifted sports person, but Mr. Pierce really instilled in me and the rest of my my peer group, I suppose, um, just that passion for sport. And whilst you might not necessarily be the best at a young age, really applying yourself to, to something and having that determination to keep learning, to keep practicing, um, then you can you can progress really quickly, particularly at a young age. And that was the case with me. And, he, you know, he helped me massively and really inspired me to get into sport. And, yeah, I'm sure uh, helped me on my way to get into although he wasn't a sailor himself, to, um, to have that determination to get into sailing and do well in sailing. And is there a particular PE lesson that stands out to you when you think back now that, that showcased his, his, his amazing teacher ability or that was it just a particularly classic Mr Pierce lesson? Oh, it's hard. It's a long time ago, obviously. <laughs> I, I, I can, I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to say I don't really have any sort of amazing standout anecdotes of, of that time but it was just always he had a really good knack of particularly the kid you know the youngsters that maybe were struggling a little bit mm-hmm. of picking them up and motivating because you know at a young age not all kids are into sport right you know some just just don't pick up on it and and he was never um never overly pushy with those youngsters just tried to support and then with somebody like myself who was kind of into it but needed a bit more um bit of a push bit of encouragement he just knew how to um really push those buttons uh to get people in, into it and and determined and working as a team and everything that you need to understand about sport at a young age i suppose with the science you know he also did a good job of, of making that fun again at that yet at that age sort of when you're sort of eight nine ten years old you know you need you know subjects like science and physics they need to be fun don't they and and he really uh, he really instilled that in us and and I think in many ways it's a bit of a motivation for me you know we we have this um, charity 1851 trust that we set up through the sailing teams and a big push from from that has been STEM crew which is about trying to find ways to encourage young people to make it more fun to get into those STEM subjects um, and so that that's been a, a fantastic success you know reaching out to over half the secondary schools in the UK now. And we're just starting to try out to, to push out into more of a global outreach. So, yeah, I think he, he has had a lasting effect in that respect and being partly that inspiration for, for STEM crew. So um, he's, uh, uh, I, I actually spoke to him on the phone not so long ago. We hadn't spoken since my school days. And he's still, you know, he's in his 80s, but still, you know, really bright and, and, and on it and, and was really... Uh, remembered remembered so much of those um, of those those school years and the and the different cricket teams and, and hockey teams and, and football teams that we had um and he was uh, i said to him at the time it's amazing you know as a teacher you should you must be really proud because all of these different 
pupils that you take under your wing and they um you know it has a lasting effect on so many people so uh, yeah it was it was really nice to catch up with them and, and share some of those memories and that's quite special a PE teacher who can do both of those things can encourage those that are less sporty as well as pushing those that are very sporty because of course that stereotypical PE teacher from you know I always think of the film Kez the PE teacher just shouting at them and trying to (laughs) lob the football down the pitch and it's all about him and the the sporty kids being able to do both is is really quite special and you're describing yourself as this sort of quite keen sportsman were you keen and at all aspects at school? Were you also equally keen in the maths classroom and putting your hand up in English? What sort of student were you? Yeah, no, I, I wasn't overly academic. Um, I, you know, I I, I kind of did okay in my exams and so on and made it through. Um, but no, I wasn't. I wasn't ever going to be an academic. I was more interested in always more interested in in, in action and sports and so on. And so at a young age, I suppose I. And, and certainly now, I think most adults will look back on their childhood learning and, and, and wish that they'd applied themselves more because as we get older, we realise, you know, learning, learning is so important and our development is so important through that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I uh, you know, another one of my favourite teachers was a chap called Dr. Gainey, who was our physics teacher. And he uh, physics wasn't necessarily at that age, wasn't my favorite subject. It kind of is now because of the sailing and the design that goes into the sailing boats that we have. But you know, back then, I remember having folders, you know, you're, you had your classic work folder and inside I, I'd stuck in all these pictures of racing boats, you know, and, and so I'd be pretending to look at my notes and I'd actually be looking at these photos of racing boats. And uh, Dr. Gainey, he was, a, he was a pretty vicious teacher, Dr. Gainey, a real character, real character. Um, he was a he was a big big rugby player, so big man, you know, sort of prop forward sort of type type of chap. And uh, he used to scare scare us, uh, you know, when he when he really lost his temper, he, you know, he he really blew up. And um, I remember I I used to be I I used to constantly um, be on his radar as one of those people that wasn't really paying any attention. So I developed a very good knack. Of being able to just about retain enough information so that when he when he conned on to me and and asked you know what was I actually looking at in my folder was it was it sailing boats again or was I actually paying attention I could just about I could just about you know wrangle my way through it so uh, good good memories and thinking back to teenage Ben with his pictures of his his boats hidden in his folder when you looked at your timetable you saw what you had on that day. Which were the lessons that really made your made your heart sink? What were the subjects that you just thought, oh Chem- no, chemistry, chemistry, really? was, yeah, chemistry. I could never really get into into chemistry, uh, so I, yeah, that was that was probably the one I struggled with. I don't know why. It's it's strange because, like I say now, in, in physics certainly, and and the going, you know, again going back to the physics and the engineering that goes mm. into the racing boats that we have, it's. Something I, I certainly wish now, as a youngster, I'd applied myself more and, and had a better understanding would have helped me in my development through the sport from a technical aspect. Didn't you ever love the experiments in chemistry? Like when they used to make things blow up and stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose, I suppose there was that. There were there were a few decent uh, explosions and so on. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, um, I love I loved history. Actually, I, I loved history and. Um, that was a, I started off with my A levels. That was the other A level I did. But after doing the Olympics, you know, history, as you know, is um, 
is pretty intense um, as you start getting um, more advanced with it. So uh, I just didn't have the time to carry on with that. Do you think if you if things had worked out differently and you had studied history and you know your other options you had mentioned business studies, do you which one would you think you would have carried on with? I, I think in in the end, bus, the business studies. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I, I was, I was really, you know, like I say, with my with my dad having having had a business, and um, yeah, I was always I was always quite drawn to that and interested, and and even the business very base, well, you know, reasonably basic level of business studies that I did um, at that younger age has has is, is definitely helped me a lot with developing the, the sports teams um, mm. that we have now. So um, that that entrepreneurial spirit, I guess, was always there. Now, of course, school isn't all just going to lessons, turning up, doing your work, handing your homework in. There would be other moments too. What memories do you have of school trips and those bits that happen outside of school? Yeah, I mean, the most vivid memory of school trips was, uh, I guess it would have been about nine, ten years old, and we we had a school trip to London, uh, which, as you can imagine, coming from the uh, <laughs> deepest depths of of, of, of um of the southwest of Cornwall, uh, going up to the big smoke. That was a that was a real excitement for us. I think we were there for three or four days. You know, did all of the all of the um, the main museums, Tower of London. Um, I think we went out to Hampton Court Palace. Um, just just and we stayed at Baden. I remember staying at um, Baden Powell House um, on Gloucester Road, and um, being very naughty and throwing um, you know. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they still have them now, but do you remember they have a very, very low grade um, bangers? Yes, 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 yeah, yeah. So remember throwing those out the window and scaring some poor (laughs) passerby witless as uh, these these bangers kept going off. So that was uh, remember that. Yeah, just of course being in awe of London and and all the the culture and you know the history and all the rest of it was it was a uh, yeah. I remember that very well. I bet that would be an amazing trip. It'd be yeah. worth the coach ride. That long, long coach well, ride you must it was have been worth on. The coach ride, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and did you ever do any exchanges? Did you ever go on international school trips? Ever cross over to France or? No, no, sadly not. Because then, I, at quite a young age, I got into my sailing, my sport, and so any spare moment I had, and and uh, you know, massive, you know, I was still, you know, huge level of support for my for my um my parents and my sister so any spare time that I had any holidays I ended up going off racing with this with the sailing and so it wasn't really time for sort of um exchanges or anything like that so logic would follow then you were obviously too busy to ever be put into detention you were obviously a very, uh, no, very good child no, there, were, there were a couple of you know you know I wasn't a perfect pupil far from it um so yeah there were a couple of times I got got myself into trouble and I had a bit of detention or I had to write a few lines out. And, uh, but yeah, I think all things considered, it wasn't too bad. No, nothing ever memorable that you got put into detention for? Yeah, I, I can't say. No, you can't possibly say. No, no. <laughs> possibly say. You, you wouldn't want to incriminate that, you know, others that are now thought innocent. <laughs> so obviously at school, a big part of the, your school day is obviously... Lunchtime. When whenever you ask children what's their favourite part of school, they'll often tell you it's the the lunches. Yeah. Was that the same for you? What was your school lunches like? Um, they weren't particularly good. 
So I actually ended up creating a bit of a side business, uh, which is, uh, I guess, this entrepreneurial spirit coming through. So um, I convinced my my mum that I really didn't like the, the school lunches and you could bring your own lunch, your pack lunch if you wanted to. So I managed to convince my poor old mum that that was a good idea. Yeah, I really, really can eat the school lunch. It's inedible and all the rest of it. Um, but it was, uh, I, was a, I was a day pupil and it was a board, it was a, part board boarding part um day school so the um i ended up developing a bit of a side business with some of the boarders to sell them my lunch my pack lunch so i ended up taking orders so my poor old mums you couldn't really understand why i kept changing my mind on on oh I, i'm really into corned beef at the moment mum or you know actually you know uh, ham and cheese or you know <laughs> so i was i was making quite quite a decent um some quite you know, decent income from my uh, little side business and selling my pack lunch. Your business studies options are now making a lot more sense. I can see. That you... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> any 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 source of income you can find, get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, you had your sailing, but in terms of sports clubs, did you ever have time to put uh, to join up or to to play for your school as well? Yeah, yeah, I played uh, cricket, hockey, a little bit of rugby. Yeah, but uh, cricket and hockey, I, I, I played in the, the school teams. Um, cricket, I was more into cricket. And I do remember, yeah, th- and don't, please don't take this as, as that I had any hope at all of being a decent cricketer. But I do remember a, a, a moment when, uh, actually with Mr. Pierce, um, at quite a young age, you know, I was missing some of the practice because I was cricket practice because I was away sailing and so on. And he, I remember him saying to me, you, you really probably need to decide if, you're into cricket more or sailing because you, you know, you're missing too much practice. Thankfully, I chose the sailing because it was. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Uh, I enjoyed my cricket, but I was never going to be. Uh, I was never going to be a, a star cricketer. That's for sure. Oh, not with that attitude, you wouldn't have been. No, no. no. <laughs> I, 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 I had, a, I had enough uh, humility, I think, to realise that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> But of course, a lot of the reason why we play sport and why why children are so keen to join up with sports teams, it's not always just about, you know, turning into a profession, but the relationships yep. and the friendships that you make when you're when you're playing together as a team. Does yep. do, do you look back at those those friendships you had then and think, yep, they were actually quite quite formative for the for your adult life? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean more so sailing, because I was so heavily into sailing, but mm. still you know, I'm still amazingly, I'm still, yeah, just yesterday I was in touch with um, actually a school friend who I used to sail with down in Cornwall about doing some work together and, you know, still friends from Cornwall keep in touch with, okay, a bit of a, a long distance gap between um, where we are now around around Portsmouth and, and London and so on. But yeah, still keep in touch, still strong ties. Um, and I think sport is, there's a fantastic camaraderie in sport. That, that really does help you with, with the team element to it that, that, that requires to build relationships and, and understand people better. Uh, I think that's, from my experience, that is one of the real positives of sport that, and certainly it can, it can help instill in young people um, those qualities of teamwork, camaraderie, you know, goal setting um, and, and, yeah. and just trying to make the most of the best of, of any situation. Now, I'm listening to you list those different types of sports. You know, it sounds like you were quite a good all-rounder. 
But were there any lessons where you, you just wanted to hide your PE kit? Were there times when you thought, no, 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 I don't, I don't <laughs> want to do this one? Or were you just one of those kids that like, yeah, it's PE, I'll do whatever you ask me, Mr. Yeah. Pierce? Yeah, no, I was pretty, I was pretty uh, sort of game in terms of I'd give anything a try. Um, athletic, I was just, yeah, like I said, I'm not, I'm not a naturally gifted sportsman. So, you know, athletics, I'm just woeful. You know, I don't, I quite enjoy running. But you put me in a running race, I'd be right at the back of the field because I just don't, you know, I don't have that rhythm. I don't, you know, whatever. I don't know. But uh, so athletics was always a bit of a something that I knew I, I would I'd do it and I was up for it. But I knew I was frustrated because I was I was never going to win anything in athletics. So. Um, but like you say, it's not all about winning. It's about taking part as well. It's not. And if you were good at everything, then, you know. You're not always well liked. It's better, it's better to have some weaknesses, isn't it? <laughs> now, you know what we've not mentioned? Arts. How about theatre? Did you ever take part in a school play? No. No. no I got, you know. Um, I mean, I, um, yeah. Um, I, I've, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't seem to possess any, any, any rhythm at all um, or uh, understanding of rhythm. So anything musical, artistic theatrical um fortunately my wife georgie is is as has got much uh is is much more sort of creative and and so on so um we're, we're a good mix in that in that respect she can compensate for your your lack of rhythm that's right you mentioned before that you had borders at your school and i think it's particularly for particularly true for schools where you do have students that are, that are staying there as, as boarders. Were there urban myths that just took root in your school that were passed around these, or urban legends that things that definitely happened to my friend's brother's cousin who came uh, here before me? Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I was trying to think. I mean, there were some which are probably not appropriate for this chat, <laughs> as you can imagine. Um, <laughs> Well, for almost certainly that the school was haunted. You know, that had to be the case. Um, well, the headmaster, yeah, I mean, the headmaster at the first school that I went to, Mr. Ayres, Alan Ayres, he was a re- he was a lovely man. Um, but you know, as as all headmasters should should be, there was something about him that you know definitely made you sort of a little bit wary that you know you you, you couldn't um, push things too far. Um, so there were there were definitely lots of rumours about you know when you got called to Mr. Ayres' study, you know what might happen to you at that at that point you know. But bear in mind this was thirty odd years ago, so it's a different a different time. And uh, so yeah, I think probably more myths around what sort of trouble you could get yourself into and what the repercussions of that might be. I think was the big focus of topic of discussion that I can remember. That sounds quite scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, uh, that's the thing. It was, it was the reality was way less scary than than, um, than than the myth, and I think that's 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 how it was supposed to be. <laughs> I quite like this idea of the school ghost, though. And you just said that, like you know, the you know, the school was haunted. Obviously, obviously, like what what what? <laughs> it was this school are, ghost? All kids are in, you know, all kids are convinced that everywhere is haunted, right? You know, especially a big old. A big old house, or like most schools tend to be, big old buildings. Um, and you know. did you believe that? Did you were you scared of the school ghost? No, I've never believed in in, in ghosts, so I, I sort of um, I didn't didn't really have much to do with that one. But there were definitely 
definitely kids in, in, in school who were convinced that, you know, there were ghosts wandering around the place. and All set to appear at any moment. Yeah, that's right. Well, now, of course, as you've spoken about, you're involved in education yourself with the trust that you've set up. Do you want to explain a little bit about how that came about? Yeah, so the 1851 Trust came about through we started the sailing team with the goal of, of trying to win the America's Cup, which Britain has never won. It's the oldest international sporting mm-hmm. trophy. And it has a big, big uh, technical design element to it. Each team builds and designs their own boat and then, and then obviously race off against one another to, to try and win the cup. And so we wanted to try and help develop uh, the marine industry around the, the south coast. And when you start looking around that, you realise there's actually quite a big shortage in, in engineers, not only in, in the marine industry, but in the UK, full stop. And so how could we, through what we were doing with the team, how could we you know, help inspire the next generation of engineers, really? And those STEM subjects, which, you know, you and I have just been talking about for youngsters like myself, who might not necessarily understand at that age what that all means or, or be inspired by it, um, perhaps through sport, um, you know, help get some, help get youngsters, uh, you know, inspired into those STEM subjects and, and understand better through whether it's designing a, an America's Cup boat or now a Formula One car or understand how an athlete can better um, increase their, their track times to, um, to, to get the, the best performance and, and so on. And so that, is, that has really grown fantastically over the last three or four years. Um, the Duchess of Cambridge uh, was our first patron, our royal patron. Uh, she's been a fantastic support. And, and we've grown out. And now through our partnership with INEOS and INEOS Sports, uh, the Formula One team, um, Elliot Kipchoge and, and the Grenadiers, the cycling team, um, they're all part of helping to promote STEM crew and to you know, to inspire these youngsters. So it's a digital platform. Mm. It's free to use. Over half the schools and secondary schools in the UK have used it, had access to it. Um, so it's had a great uptake and it's, the results have been really impressive. So we're now at the stage of trying to grow that out um, to more of a global platform. One of the racing circuits that we sail in is, is called Sail GP, which is a, a truly global circuit going around to every continent on the globe. And so that, that is a, a really neat platform for us to be able to, to promote STEM crew through the different venues that, that we're going to around the world and um, to keep pushing that, that, uh, those STEM subjects and that STEM learning forward. And it's a wonderful hook in, isn't it? Because for lots of children, they just see the subjects like they're in silos, a bit like they are on the timetable. I go and do chemistry, I go and do physics, I go and do my maths lessons. But having a project like that, you see everything joined up. You you give them the sport as an interest. And of course, kids love boats, they love racing cars. And it's that, that it gives that little spark of interest. And then they can see where everything else falls in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, because it's you know it, it, it crosses a whole spectrum of, of of the STEM subjects. You know, you've got to. It's a lot about sort of um, uh, power to weight um, um, and and aerodynamic drag and and structural engineering um, and um, c- computer simulation, IT. You know, it's got everything in there. So you know, whatever the there might be some interest for a student in, in a certain area. There'll always be a focus point within STEM crew for them to uh, to get stuck into. 
so yeah, we're, we're, we're really proud of it. I think the team, the team at the 1851 trust, I had to take my hat off to them. They've done a fantastic job. And so, yeah, we're, we're all very proud of that. And, um, and, uh, you know, obviously, you know, continuing to build up the, um, the outreach and the number of uh, youngsters that, that, that can enjoy it. You've, you've just made me realise that, you know, sometimes when you read those examples in the textbook and it's like the person's on the boat and you've got this drag and it's, you're like that living example. You must sometimes sit in the boat and you're like, this, I am like physics in action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this, this is, like, this is <laughs> what it's all about. And it's, I guess it's making children realise that, that they, these things aren't just in abstract, they, these aren't just dry ideas. These, yeah. happen, these things happen to people and the application of that and, and the importance of engineering is, it's, I, I find it a little bit mind blowing. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing how much impacts yeah, every, everyday life that we're, um, and a lot of the challenges we're going through at the moment with sustainability and the environment and so on, you know, even impacts into that through, uh, through those core STEM subjects. I mean, that those that, you know, those are the smart engineers of the future that we're going to be relying on to, to, to have the, the required impact. Of all the lessons you learned at school, which is the one that you think in your everyday life now you have to apply the most? Like which, which like theory or rule or something that you learned that is now very applicable to what you do all the time? Ooh, that's a big question. Is that too hard? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it's well. It, it's maybe not that. I don't know if this is if, if this is the right answer because it's not something that youngsters and maybe they should do more of this at school. But the older I get, and I'm sure everyone, all adults are the same. Um, the the psychology of of life, uh, you know, and and I guess that applies to to learning as well. Is is just what's so important because that relates. That, that affects how you relate to people, how you develop as a person, um, and really how you're going to get on in life. And there's something I've, you know, I'm still, we're all still learning, but I think, oh God, I think back to my childhood, if I could have understood that better as a youngster and perhaps had some more support through that, through, through school, um, that would have definitely made a, a huge, huge um, uh, impact to my ability to learn, my desire to learn, and development as a, as a young person. So I'm not sure if that really answers your question, but I, I suppose when I think back to what was, what, what, what could have made the biggest impact, that, that would be it, I suppose. No, that's, that's really interesting. Thank you. And thank you for giving up your time to, to have this chat with me. No, it's a pleasure. Thanks, Tess.